ships a cakewalk. If we're behind them, never mind, we'll fight and fight and kill the good old colony. Welcome to AFLW One-Eyed Tigers and Pies, the podcast where we explore all things AFLW, so long as they're black and white or yellow and black. I'm Alexandra and I'm a one-eyed Collingwood fan. And I'm Tony and I'm a one-eyed Richmond fan. Welcome back, Alexandra. Strange days we're living in today. Very, very strange days and we're at least a week late with our podcast, but we didn't think anybody would mind because we all have other things to think about right now. True, and possibly no one's listening too. It's so, you know. Hey, 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 it's not like that. Mum and Dad are listening. <laughs> we do, and we do have a couple of other fans, and we really appreciate them. So how are you going? Are you, uh, you stuck at home in isolation? I am indeed stuck at home in isolation, um, and I'm, I, I'm fine. I'm not minding it at all. It's okay. So it's okay. <laughs> You're stuck at home. At least you can sit down and watch the footy. I rearranged the lounge room and I put the television in a place where I can't watch the footy anymore because the television, the cord doesn't reach the television um, and I'm not bothering to fix it because I don't need the television because there's no footy anymore. No, fair enough. So two points. Um, one, the question is how are you surviving with no footy and B, are you aware extension cords exist? Yeah, yeah, but I don't think that's essential shopping. Fair enough. Mm. So how are you and- surviving with no footy? I'm not surviving very well without the footy at all. I uh, I miss the footy. I was absolutely fired up and excited about the uh, um, about the women's competition, and I was looking forward to the men's competition, particularly with Collingwood playing such a good first game. And uh, yeah, now I've got nothing. Don't even have anyone to kick the footy to. So yeah, how about uh, you? Well, yeah, I've, I've actually pretty much stopped watching television now. It turns out that's the only reason I turned on the TV, though I still will watch uh, watch occasional Netflix or something like that, but I don't think I've watched live TV in ages. Um, I was going to ask if you're watching any other sport, but given you haven't even plugged in your TV, I'm taking it that's a no. Mm, no. Is there other sport? I hear. I hear rumours of it. So, Tone, um, no footy to watch and you haven't found out any, uh, haven't discovered any other sports? What else are you doing with your life? Have you taken up some new hobbies? Well, I've tried to take up doing some exercise. It's not really taking. Um, I'm doing the world's biggest jigsaw, which is most difficult. Um, I'm going for walks more often around the neighbourhood. So, yeah, I'm not actually watching anything else. I think it's interesting, though, when you look outside, when you go for those walks outside, you see families out there often, you know, way more than you're used to, going for bike rides with their kids and things like that. So, it's interesting that I think a lot of people's behaviours are changing because of this. I do just want to say I have a friend um, who has started sharing on Facebook his appreciation for the lawn edges that he is discovering on his now daily walks with his dog. <laughs> so he's posting a new picture of a lawn edging every day. They're very appealing and I quite enjoy it, but he did shame me into going out and edging the lawn the other day. <laughs> I've only done it twice since I moved in here. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I'm wondering whether there'll actually be a shift away from the long-term interest in footy, which has been growing and growing, as people discover that maybe actually hanging out in your neighbourhood and talking to your neighbours and, well, God forbid, checking the edging on lawns is uh, is actually really interesting. <laughs> I'm not really sure about the edging on lawns, but there is absolutely interesting stuff out there. Yeah. Okay, so we should probably move on to the review section. I suspect my part of this is going to be fast. Yeah. 
So let's just put this in context. The last podcast that we did, um, we were going into round seven, like we'd just done round six and we were going to go into round seven. And I just lost my nana over Richmond's performance and recruiting. Yes. And Richmond was going to play Brisbane at Princess Park and Collingwood was going to play St Kilda at Victoria Park. None of that happened. Yeah. That was a sudden change. So, yeah, I guess if I was going to do my uh, review, I kind of think ended up being my review of the season last week, well, the week before when the last podcast. So I don't think I've got too much to add to uh, that rather long um, and involved rant. I think the only thing I'd say is uh, I'll really watch the recruiting with interest and I will be optimistic that they will learn from perhaps some of their missteps in the past and assuming we have a draft this year, uh, I'll be interested to see whether they actually pick perhaps more modern footballers. Modern footballers. Okay. Yeah, the, cool. mod, the modern women's game, it's changed. I believe I truly believe it's changed in three years significantly. Yeah, I I agree. Um and in terms of Collingwood, Collingwood ended up playing a, a final, a mm-hmm. semi final. Was it called a semi final? Yeah, sure. Sure. Collingwood ended up playing some kind of final against North Melbourne. Um and uh I'd give you a review of it, but hey, we lost and the season's over and I just don't feel like anybody cares anymore. Oh, fair enough. Do you, do you feel like doing any kind of wrap-up on the season or a long rant uh, or something like that or are you you happy just to let it slide and uh, let's come back next year? I do want to do a little bit of a wrap on the season. Collingwood had a brilliant season. So they went from last last year um, to being in finals contention and if we'd played an extra two games in the season, I even think we were hitting our stride and we would have been even better. Um, We did only lose by two points to North Melbourne and could very have easily have gone the other way. Um, It was was a great game of football. I know I said I didn't want to review it, but now I'm talking about it. It was a great game of football. Collingwood had a brilliant season um, given it was only six games long and one final. Um, And kudos to them. I love them to pieces and they made my – End of summer. I was going to say they made my summer, but it's like six weeks. It seems it's, ridiculous. It's a, it's a moment in time. It's a it's a yeah a midsummer in end summer. Yeah, the Ides perhaps. They made That's your right. they made your Ides. They made my Ides, which was just fantastic. And so, whatever it's been cut short, and it nobody got the result that they wanted, but. I enjoyed it. It was wonderful and I absolutely loved it. Oh, and what I also do want to say is my bold prediction last week was that fans would break into Victoria Park to watch Collingwood play St Kilda. The AFL actually made this statement. One of the reasons the Collingwood versus North game was played at Princess Park is because it's one of the only venues uh, that could be properly locked out. So they'd been listening. They heard... They knew, they I was knew you were coming. <laughs> they did. Um, uh, so the bold prediction is nobody broke in, but um, that's for reasons outside our control. If it had been at Victoria Park, we would have. Love it. Yeah, let's move right on to the rant. Come on, this is what everybody wants anyway. That's right. No one listens to our footy. Let's face it, our footy analysis isn't very good anyway, so what are you going to do? Um, oh, yes, I had a bold prediction that something about Taylor Style, but, eh, well, she didn't play, so whatever. Okay, let's get on to the rant. What's your topic Uh, for today? So my topic for today is kind of the topic that we've had 
every week, you know, just summarised in terms of a COVID-19 situation, but well, it's the AFL. I'd like to think treatment. that um, we're getting towards the end of the season, so it's good to have a wrap-up rant that wraps up all the other rant in, rants into one big issue. What a lovely idea. So let's talk about the AFL's treatment of men versus women. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> I suspect that you want to talk about the same thing as well. But the thing that stood out for me um, with the announcement of the women's competition being over and the men's competition being suspended. Okay. Tell me about what particular elements of it that you struggled with. Uh, Is that not enough? Why are there different rules for men and women? It's just put out there. We're going to play the men's game as soon as we are able to get back on board. We're going to play the men's game. The women's game is over. Yeah, and I guess it, it raises those interesting questions about, uh, okay, so you've decided it's safe to continue playing in empty stadiums. Why are men safe and women not? And I completely understand that there is actually a difference in that. And we talked about this last time. Um, that the women are more exposed and they're more likely to have to, to be infected with the coronavirus because they have lives outside of football and the men don't. But that is just pointing even more and more um, to the discrimination that exists in the game. Yeah, well, and it comes back to the, the women. You, you're saying the reason they did that is likely because they said, oh, the women have to go to work and they'll be interacting with far more people than men you can keep isolated at the club and home so they're safer. Yes. It's a similar thing with cancelling the season as well. So the women are only part-time players. They're actually only contracted to the end of April or whenever it is. Um, so they actually can't put them off and put their lives on hold indefinitely because they have other lives to go back to. And the men don't. So the men's whole life is just football. So, yes, I do actually understand the rationale that goes into why the men's game can just be put on hold and the women's game has to stop. But it is grossly unfair and just highlights all of the things that are unfair about it. Yeah. I I struggle also with even the thinking behind what was going on. Now, I I did watch the first round of the men's game and I didn't understand why, if it's safe to play, then why would you suddenly reduce the quarters down to 16 minutes? If you're spending all that time, like in the middle, you're tackling each other, you're contesting a single ball, everyone's touching it, exposure time doesn't matter. You're going to get infected at 16 minutes, you're going to get infected at 20 minutes. And so it's just, and then they had the utterly ridiculous ridiculous spectacle of disinfecting the ball between quarters as if to say well someone had the virus but it's okay because we disinfected it and then gave you the ball back it's ridiculous cover your ass sorry cya sorry mum cya security where it's about appearing to do something to make it feel like you're doing the right thing but it actually does absolutely zero for people's safety and says okay well it's okay as long as you take these ridiculous precautions that do nothing Oh, turns out I I had a rant. You did have a rant and the whole thing about them not shaking hands after having hugged and tackled. Yes, (laughs) That's right. The interviews at the end where they're all standing apart by one and a half metres, it's like, oh, come on. It's virtue. The cameraman had to go get the ball. 
I <laughs> I am actually going to give you a different perspective on the the virtue virtue signaling. Um, because I thought it was absolutely ridiculous as well. And then I had my mind changed a little bit about this. Um, the thing is that they are role models and they're role models for how they want people to be behaving in day-to-day life. And the fact of the matter is that most of us in day-to-day life don't tackle other people. So we don't walk down the street tackling each other. We do shake hands. It, it, lots of people in business or in daily life, shake hands a lot. And so role modeling, not shaking hands is something that other people could copy in their day-to-day life. Whereas tackling, not so much so. Okay. Look, I can kind of understand where you're coming from that is you want to be seen to be doing the right things, but can you at least be with you that disinfecting the ball in 16-minute quarters did nothing? I 100% agree with you on disinfecting the ball. I don't think the 16-minute quarters were about um, infection time. I think they were about trying to make the games uh, less tiring so they could do five-day turnarounds if they were trying to squash in more games. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) So we agreed that the really stupid thing is that women aren't full-time. I think it comes back to that. And if you got, if you got around that whole issue we talked about last time, you make women full-time, then you wouldn't have had to treat them differently when COVID-19 came out. You wouldn't have to have that ladder uh, where the ladder in the conference system makes no sense whatsoever. You wouldn't have to have particularly different rules for women versus men. You could just have the same game. You wouldn't therefore have the diff- – hopefully you wouldn't have the issue with different ACL injuries and uh, and and different injury rates and reasons for that. And then ultimately the onward goal is you wouldn't have to have the pay disparity uh, that you're currently there. So it all comes back to that. Make women full-time footballers and give them a proper season. I'm 100% with you. The interesting thing about pay equity uh, is that the men have taken a 50% pay cut. So now they only earn 10 times as much as the women. And don't forget they're being paid 10 times as much to actually do exactly the same amount as the women. They're doing nothing with football. So that whole revenue point I made last time doesn't really come into it when the whole thing is hemorrhaging money. (laughs) That's a really good point, Tone. Wow. I will say it's interesting that they took a a pay cut across the board because, you know, I'm not worried about Dusty Martin um, getting by on half a million dollars, but I do kind of feel sorry for the uh, first-year rookie draftee who is basically earning minimum wage. She's basically being paid like an incredibly well-played female footballer, and that's going to struggle if he's on half wages. And let's just put it out there that a whole lot of the female players – um, lost their jobs, not just their football jobs, but their other jobs. Some of them in the week up leading up to the last um, to the last week of football. Some in the week leading up to finals. Um, there's a lot of unemployed people out there in the world today, and some of them are footballers. None of them are male footballers. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's we kind of joke around and uh, like to have a big rant, but we should recognize this is a serious issue what we've got going on here and there are there are serious issues with people's jobs and we really feel we sympathize and we feel bad and we really we only hope the best for all of the female footballers and everyone out there who's struggling with holding on to their jobs in this tough environment we do 
And it's not really like us to be serious in that way because we tend to just like to hang shit on people. Um, so in which case, can I then jump forward to uh, to my next hanging shit on people? Yes. The section I missed was Duffy Watch. So we did have Duffy Handball Watch this week in an 80 point uh, in an 80 points of scoring. She had seven kicks and four handballs, which is a bit of a disappointing ratio. But luckily, she kicked three goals, one. So seven kicks, four of them straight at the goals. So still nicely focused on kicking the ball straight at the goals. I just hope this, you know, when she gets some time in the off season, she really works harder on holding onto the ball until a kicking option really becomes free. Yeah, yeah. Go for it, Sabrina. We're we're barracking for you. Tone, I don't want to introduce a new segment because it's our last episode and the season's over, but I do think it's important that we have a um, podcast best and fairest. Sounds good. Any particular criteria you're looking for with the best and fairest? Uh, the people we talked about most. Good enough. Um, would you like to go first? I would very much like to go first. Uh, so I'm nominating um, Britt Benici. Uh, who we talked about quite a lot, and her German Shepherds get a special mention in that. So is this, um, is, is this the winner of the Best and Fairest or uh, the runner-up? No, I'm just, I'm just putting the nominations up and okay. then I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll then decide amongst us who we give it to. Okay. So Britt Benici for her, um, for her all-round brilliant performance, standout breakout year and her German Shepherds. Chloe Malloy because she's a legend and we love her. <laughs> Jamie Lambert, because you talked about her even more than I did. Lambert had an awesome season. She was great to watch. And Taylor Harris, just because. Fair enough. Well, I'd like to throw in there uh, Monique Conti, obviously easily the standout player at Richmond, just played incredible football and was look- only one in our midfield for most of the season. Felt really sorry for her, actually. Uh, Phoebe Monaghan was an absolute revelation down back, uh, someone we got from a- another team, just legendary, and uh, I look forward to seeing her career. And probably the other nomination I've got is, of course, Sabrina Duffy for Duffy Handball Watch, and easily my favourite non-Richmond player. Sorry, Lambert. Yeah, and Duffy is the only player there that's got a segment named after them. Yeah, so it might have to be Duffy for the no, no, no. 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 Oh, we can't, we can't have a non-Richmond and Collingwood player win our best and fairest. Come on. Oh, fair enough. Well, look, given uh, I know it's someone you'll support for sure. I think it's got to be Jamie Lambert. She was absolutely awesome and uh, actually persuaded me to watch Collingwood for a while. <laughs> fair enough. I'm happy to give it to Jamie Lambert. Um, because she is an absolutely brilliant player and she had a wonderful season and we sat next to her mum at the Best and Fairest last year and she was really nice. So um, I'm I'm happy on those grounds. I, I think that hits pretty much all of the levels, which is, you know, uh, is a Collingwood or Richmond player, can you know, and also has some kind of personal connection or uh, some story. Yep. Great. So, Jamie Lambert, you've been crowned um, the podcast's Best and Fairest for the year. We've been saying go pies and go tigs, and there's nothing female in that. And I'm just wondering, I'm feeling like maybe we should have a go pies girls or something. Yeah, or is that you separate? could say go tigresses. Yeah, it seems a bit oh, weird. No, this no, is no. A, this is actually this comes back to an argument. Uh, I go and watch uh, my wife play uh, women's uh, indoor soccer uh, on a Thursday night, and. What I'd normally yell out is um, when telling them to defend when I watch men's soccer is man up, man up. 
and I've been trying to figure out what I yell out in her team. I've tried a few different things and I keep getting strange looks. I tried woman up, woman up. I then tried chick up and that, that got bad reactions. So I finally ended up going lady up and that just about got me arrested. So I'd love it if you've got a suggestion on what is the phrase I should use for man up in a women's soccer team. That is a really good point. Okay, we'll put that out to the listeners because I've got no idea, but it's an important thing we need to. We, we hit the big issues. So that raises an interesting point. Are we coming back next year? I'm keen to come back. Will you come back next year, Tone? Absolutely. It's been great fun. Thank you to all of the um, the Collingwood and the Richmond teams who've supported us by um, clearly listening to what we had to say and responding a week later than we expected them to. Yep, absolutely. And thanks to all of our legions of fans who uh, we really appreciate you all listening out there and we appreciate your feedback and we actually read it all, mainly because there's not a huge amount of it, so it doesn't take that long. We're really looking forward to football coming back and uh, we'll come back and celebrate it with you. No problems. We, uh, we absolutely had a great time and we look forward to talking to you soon. Go Pies! Go Tigers! Go Tigers!